Hello and welcome to Talk HR UK. I think this is season two, episode four from Alexander Lloyd, those lovely HR recruitment people. Uh, once again, pre-podcast, I'm walking in the lovely Sussex countryside. I say lovely, I'm walking towards a very, very suspicious looking black cloud. So by the time you finish this podcast, uh, Vespa, my dog and I may well be soaked. Uh, we haven't come prepared for the elements, so uh, please do have sympathy. Anyway, um, this is a first in uh, episode four. We have two guests. So today I'll be talking to Tom Holmwood, the Recruiting and Resourcing Manager, and Sophie Thornton, the Recruitment Operations Manager, both from Surrey County Council. Now, I met Tom, I think Tom was the last person I met before the first lockdown, so very early 2019. Uh, we were working with Tom on a quite a niche, tricky HR role that uh, they needed working on, which, which did come to a positive conclusion. And, and during that time, what I was very impressed by, and the more I, I got to see of Surrey County Council, was how strong their employer brand was, perhaps stronger than I would have expected for a public sector organisation, and, and how much work they were doing to attract people to the council. So um, I kind of bullied Tom into uh, giving up his time and uh, talking to us today, and, and really just wanted to uh, give them a chance to, to share how they coped with distributed working, how they, they kind of thrived and pushed forward the continuous improvement agenda. Um, and all manner of things popped up, you know, we saw a new website that was launched, we saw an improved employer brand, uh, also some really interesting uh, projects. Uh, they had to set up the NHS testing centre, do the recruitment for that, which is clearly an unprecedented thing, which was turned around in a very short time. So lots of successes to share. Uh, anyway, enough rambling from me. I'm going to let you get on and listen and uh, I'll catch up with you at the other end of the podcast. I hope you enjoy. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Talk HR UK. I'm Simon Gear, and when I'm not helping HR professionals find new roles in Surrey, Sussex, Kent and London, I'm enjoying myself on this podcast. And today I'm talking to Tom Holmwood and Sophie Thornton. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Morning. A bright and sunny morning. It's very early for me, so uh, forgive the bleary-eyed look. But um, I wanted to sort of create this podcast today with Tom and Sophie as a result of a piece of work we did last year. So I was working with Tom at Surrey County Council um, on a, quite a challenging HR opportunity. It was quite technical and niche. And what became obvious during that time, um, we did get a successful outcome, by the way, I should point out, <laughs> but um, was, was how fantastic Surrey County Council were with their employer branding. There was an awful, perhaps more than I expected in terms of the employer branding, how they were approaching market, the look and feel of their, their general careers approach that kind of led us to this place. And uh, we thought it would be great to talk to Tom and, uh, Tom and Sophie today about really what they've been doing over the last year. So um, I guess, first of all, introductions, guys. Um, Sophie, first of all, tell us a little bit more about your role at Surrey County Council. Yeah, sure. So my official job title is Recruitment Operations Manager. Um, so what that really entails is looking after the advertising for the council um, when it comes to job vacancies. So we work really, really closely with our hiring managers um, on lots of different roles. So there's um, a real good challenge for us there trying to sort of identify, you know, whether it's a, a recruitment challenge around national skills gaps, or whether it's, you know, looking at quality versus quantity. Um, and I, I say I manage my team. I don't, they don't need managing. They're fantastic. Um, but I work alongside them to... Um, to, to do all of that, but then additionally to look at things like employer branding um, and putting Surrey as an employer of choice. So, um, yeah, really um, varied role, which I, which I enjoy. 
Excellent. Thank you. And as you say, so it, the, the diversity of the of the roles at Surrey County Council, any any local government provider is immense, isn't it? So it must be a, a broad challenge. Yeah, and, it's busy. Definitely. And, and Tom, so I, I, rather oh. awkwardly, you're, I guess you're Sophie's boss. <laughs> uh, yeah, technically, although much like her team, she she leads, she needs very, very little management. Um, so, uh, yes, I, I'm the recruitment manager for Surrey County Council. Um, I, I've been here uh, near on 13 years, would you believe? Um, and um, yeah, just a, a quick uh, whistle stop tour of, of, of sort of what we uh, what our team does um, as, as we support um, hiring managers in the organisation recruit um, safely um, and, and efficiently. Um, as Sophie rightly points out, she 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 uh, takes charge of the um, the advertising arm of of the offer um, to hiring managers. And then we've got another team that supports with regards to the admin function in terms of uh, processing successful candidates. Um, just some quick stats. Um, we process um, in excess of two and a half thousand people per year um, in a multitude, diverse and, and a, a variety of roles. Um, everything from from cleaner or caterer in a, in a school all the way up to strategic director and everything in between um, and in the middle. Um, so, so, yes, it, uh, it's certainly um, a team that keeps us on our toes or, or, or certainly a, a customer base that keeps us on our toes with regards to having to stay at the forefront of best practice, emerging trends um, and, um, you, you know, staying on top of what the market's doing so that we can best advise um, and make use of, of our, our advertising and, and marketing. And um, yeah, as Sophie says, making sure we attract the right people. Excellent. Thank you. So obviously, Last year, I mean, it, you know, it feels like 10 years ago now, but last year, we, everyone went through an awful lot. We had to change how we worked. I, I guess going to you, first of all, Tom, I mean, you you obviously had to switch to a remote working model, a distributed working model as a TA function. How, you know, whilst maintaining service levels and, and, and keeping, you know, filling the roles effectively and putting forward Surrey as a, even more so as a, a key place. I mean, you need to fill those roles in a difficult time. How mm. did you change your, your talent acquisition processes during that mm. period, first of all? Yeah. Um, well, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was um, a, a bit of a shock to the system. I think we can we can be honest in saying that that we, uh, um, you know, one week we were working, you know, pretty much five days a week in the office, um, and and then the next week we were all suddenly sitting in our um, well, some of us were sitting on the end of our beds, some of us in our lounges, um, some of us in our balconies, and wherever we could find space. Um, at home, and um, yeah, I, it was a bit of a shock. But um, I, I think the key, the key thing for us was that um, first of all, I mean, um, technology. There, there are three key things: technology, process, and people. Um, the, the key thing was first and foremost was making sure everyone had the right kit to be able to continue communicating and doing their job. Now we were we were particularly fortunate in our team in that 99% um, of people already had a laptop, which was which was bloody helpful. I think we're we're allowed to say that. And um, what we then did is we had a handful of people who didn't have mobile phones. So, so what we did was we quickly sourced through um, our central teams uh, mobile phones for everyone, so that, that we could get everyone up and running with regards to being in contact and 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 um, and, and having the equipment at their disposal to be able to do it. So, so, so tech was the first thing that we sorted out, and we were very fortunate that we had a brilliant IT team who were able to to do that very, very quickly within the first week. So by the end of the first week, we 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 had what we needed to be able to do the job. Um, 
the next stage really was to, to, to quickly change our processes. Um, we were fortunate in a way that we were already moving towards quite a, a paperless based um, process for recruitment. Um, and um, what this did is it gave us a mandate to very, very quickly change the last parts of the process to make them paperless. Um, so again, quickly changing our processes um, providing structure for people um, that was probably the biggest thing we had to do as managers straight away which was providing a structure for people to work within that basically um, still kept an eye on things like the flow of work coming into the team the flow of work going out out of the team um, a simple example of how we did that was prior to the pandemic we were um, putting stats up on a board every day um, and sure. the team would take responsibility for doing that so that they had ownership of, of the work that was coming into the team we could see how much was being dealt with and then we could see what the output was so that again as managers we could keep an eye on if there were any pinch points that we needed to get involved with um, but equally that the team could see um, the results of what they were doing and and, and the work that they were um, uh, plowing on through so um, a quick example of how we changed that was we made it virtual. We made a virtual works board um, and using technology such as Teams, um, what we did is every morning we would have a quick and we still do actually, we have a quick catch up with the team um, where we together um, as a group put the figures on the board in terms of what new work has come into the team, be that adverts, appointments, pre-employment checks, um, people needing to be set up on SAP. Um, and then what we do at the end of the day is have a very quick catch up where we put all the figures of what we've achieved that day on the board. Um, and it sounds really simple, doesn't it? It's just an Excel spreadsheet. It's not complicated. But what it did is it kept that culture of people wanting to understand what work was coming in. People were able to still show what work they'd done. Um, and equally, we were still had the ability to keep an eye on the flow of work in the team without having that sort of uh, static um, board on the wall. We, we still were able to do that. So um, I don't think quite a lot of the changes were quite small quite neat you know in terms of just us flipping to 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 a virtual setting um and um and then and then it's all about the people so you've got yeah we had the technology we we, we quickly moved the rest of the processes online um and then it was just about making sure that we were looking after the people um and really that focused around communication um absolutely key we probably overdid it to start with um in terms sure. of talking you know having team meetings too far too often um but that was more done from the point of view of wanting to make sure that everyone was happy comfortable with what they were doing and that they had the support they needed and then over time what we've done is we've just relaxed that so we still do have quick catch ups in the morning and the afternoon, um, but now we've relaxed to having a, a big team meet once a, once a week instead of sort of every day to check in on everyone. Um, and what we're finding as well is that we're having to sort of flex um, with what the team needs um, and what individual people needs as well, um, people need as well. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit of a learning curve. Um, uh, we've made a few mistakes along the way, um, but we've learned from them. Um, and the other the last key thing to say is that we've involved the team in all the decisions we've made. Um, so they've had a say, they've been able to input into, into the way they want to work. Um, and um, I think that's another key aspect of, of, of why it's been relatively successful. Not that I've got anything to compare it against because this is a one-off. Um, well, I hope it is anyway. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's clear, and it's, what you said at the beginning, it resonates the whole, I remember with our team internally, we would have a lot of meetings because mm. everyone was, it was almost a bit of an anchor, wasn't it? And a comfort blanket while we were all trying to find our feet. And, and as you say, we've all got got used to it and realised we don't need a conversation every 12 minutes. But but, but it, what it obviously has enabled you to do is keep everyone engaged with the work. You've, as you say, you've had that communication channel and, and it's a, you know enabled you to manage remotely, which I think is, is still yeah. something I'm hearing more and more HR professionals talk about is how do you you know, keep this dispersed workforce engaged with the task and, and, and performing. So mm -hmm. you know, it's credit to you, really. Thank you. So Sophie, over to you. 
So obviously, from a, an onboarding perspective, you had to make some some big changes quite quickly uh, during the pandemic. So how, how did you change your approach to onboarding? Do you know, I think I think we're still changing. I think we're still having to adapt a little bit. Um, I think the past year has taught us that we just have to um, have that sort of attitude to be able to flex and, and move things where needed. Um, and quite quickly last year, as you can imagine, some of the sort of priority roles um, came up relatively quickly as, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit. So um, we had real concerns around things like the care homes, making sure that they were recruiting safely, but also as, as speedily as possible. Um, so really it came down to, I guess, two sort of areas. One, making sure that our hiring managers were comfortable with their recruitment and, their, and, and you know, what onboarding looked like during that time. Um, naturally, lots of people having questions about how do you even recruit during a, a pandemic and what does, what does that look like for the hiring manager, what does it look like for the candidate? Um, so we were really having to um, sort of have those conversations early on and outline some guidance for them. Um, and that include things like just, you know, getting managers set up on how to do things like virtual interviews um, and breaking down some of those barriers. Um, and then from a candidate perspective, I mean, we saw real big changes in terms of application numbers across last year. So um, at the start of the year, things were pretty steady. And then when March and April hit, you know, the, the application numbers and the jobs dropped considerably. Um, they picked up very, very quickly um, at the end of May into June. <laughs> so it's so much so that we weren't really prepared for it. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, it, I think it's just been a case of, of really putting ourselves back in the candidate shoes again. Um, which, you know, not, not that we weren't doing that before, but it gave us a real good opportunity to, to, be, to be listening to the market, understanding what it was that candidates were experiencing, what they were really needing from their recruitment experience when they were applying for jobs. And um, that's something that's still going on now. Um, right. So, you know, whether that's things like, um, as we're, you know, we've got a lot more virtual opportunities now, more hybrid roles. Um, and I think it's more about just ensuring that things like, our adverts are transparent so when you're applying for a role you know exactly what it is that um you're applying for you know is, is that something you're going to be working from the office is it something you're going to be working from a care home can you work from Liverpool? i mean i'm currently working from nantwich oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so so i think it, it, it's opened up a whole lot of um of, of options for people which, which, which is fantastic um you know we're, we're, all, we're always going to have roles that are based in Surrey but there's, there's a big chunk of that that can sort of flex now so in terms of that how that impacts on boarding really it's about making sure that that sort of golden thread of the transparency is, the, is, is sort of evident throughout the process I think so um yeah transparent adverts making sure that at interview you know questions are um are sort of encouraged and, and conversations are had around um you know what flexible working potentially looks like or what it, look, what it looks like to work at Surrey now because it is a very different view to what it was previously um so um and then from, from then on really ensuring that the induction processes um are um are you know nice and stable and, and that candidates have a real good start to their career with us so we introduced a handbook last year that we attached onto our adverts and that sort of highlights you know some of the more cultural aspects of what happens at the council so things like um staff network groups and um, we're about to change it now to add in things like our green and future strategy so there's a lot of like work happening in that space so I think it's just making sure that yeah the the transparency is there not only with the process and, and how you apply but also what it looks like to work at Surrey and um, yeah. make sure that that's really really engaging for our marketing. Definitely and it, it seems to be the case at the moment I it's one thing I've picked up in general across last year is there's 
it's almost it, like it's okay to provide as much information as possible now, yeah. isn't it? So as you say, the the more that they, people have the option whether they choose to engage with it or look at it or whatever, but it seems. In every, in every part of a talent acquisition process now, you, you try to provide the potential candidates with as much detail and information about mm-hmm. the job, the organization, you know, what else you do apart from what you're known for doing. And yeah. I really like that. You know, I, I'd like to devour that, that content. I think it's, it's a great opportunity for candidates who are interested in your organization. Yeah, definitely. And it's challenging because we've got, you know, a lot of different roles within different sectors with like lots of different demographics. And um, sometimes it's about how you sort of push that information out to the, mm. the masses, but then ensure that it's targeted in the same way. And yeah. um, so, yeah, so that, that's been an interesting um, lesson for us all, just to make sure that we you know we're not making sure that we're inclusive of who we're sending it out to, but um, making sure that it's engaging to everyone as well at the same time. So it's, um, yeah, still a still an ongoing journey, but um, mm. one that I feel like we've so far has, has yeah, taught us quite a lot. Brilliant, brilliant. So, I mean, Tom, this is um, this is uh, this next question. I suppose really was almost the basis for why we decided to do this. This podcast mm. is that you you said you guys were you were thinking about your talent acquisition process and improving it anyway before COVID happened, and you you took the bold step of, of just like actually let's crack on with this and get it done, and not you know not try to be affected too much by what was going on in the wider world. So. Mm. You know, t- talk to me, uh, to tell us a little bit more about your team's commitment to that continuous improvement throughout the pandemic. Yeah, I, I, do you know what, Simon, I have, to, I have to pick you up on that. It was the team that were bold, to really? be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, um, and, and I need to give them, them credit because um, when the when the, when COVID first hit, I suppose there was that initial concern as a, as a, as a, as a leader of the team, as, as managers, about would we be in a position with a with a with a, a different structure to be able to deliver what we'd been delivering before how would we manage that how would we manage doing everything virtually how's the organization going to interview people how are we going to bring people into the organization in this virtual world um and and i suppose to a degree there, there was a that we, we were slightly nervous about whether or not we'd have to put things on hold until obviously we, we had some kind of idea as to, to where this was going to end up um and i think you know once we were able to get those structures in place make sure we had the right communication levels uh, make sure that the team were able to do what their primary responsibility is which is obviously the administration side of the associate recruitment um although i think it's arguable now that, that that it's not our primary responsibility now must include things like employer branding and social media and marketing etc um but but once we we had that in place and we were comfortable that we you know everyone had what they were needed it was the team who started actually picking up and running with um projects and and started identifying continuing to identify areas for improvement and um i mean sophie was involved with one of our colleagues, Dan Scudamore, who's our, our social media and marketing guru, um, and they persevered through the um, COVID pandemic with um, completely redesigning and refreshing our website, which was, um, to be honest, long overdue. Um, and um, you know, the fact that they were able to um, do that through the through the pandemic, it might have been slightly more difficult than, than if they'd been in the office. Nods of approval, nods from Sophie. Um, but the reality was that they were still still able to pull on the um, the resource needed from our web team they were still able to um, interact with our uh, services and directorates to get the information they needed um, and they were still uh, able to work collaboratively um, e- even if it was in a, in a sort of digital digital way um, and, and the result was um, that they released a fantastic website just after Christmas this year um, and I would employ you to, to, to go and um, to go and have a look at it because it really is wonderful um, and does a lot to pull together what this organization is now about and wh- where we want to be in the future 
Um, so I, I think to a degree culture helps um, keep that drive for continuous improvement. I mean, it's a it's a hot topic of conversation for us at most of our meetings all week. Um, very recently, within the last couple of weeks, um, our, our colleague John Smallbones, who who manages our, our our admin function in terms of appointments through to pushing people onto our payroll system, um, was just able to release with the team um, a contract robot. So a robot that actually picks up all of um, the appointments that come through to his team and automatically generates the contracts for them, which then can be pinged out. Um, creating a huge um, efficiency within his team in terms of being able to get through a lot of contract generation. Um, I mean, just to give you an idea, you know, reducing contract generation down from, you know, 45 minutes down to, well, two, three minutes. Um, so, 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 so when you're processing the kind of volumes we are, that makes a significant difference. And therefore that resource can then be, um, that's freed up through doing that, can then be um, moved into a different area such as pre-employment chasing. So again, ultimately, um, our, our customers get a better a better a better service from us um so so i mean those are just a couple of of, of examples of things that have been able to continue we've still been able to work on um our apprentice lucy bonfield who i who i should give a shout out to as well um who who joined us in the pandemic um right. and, and therefore has been onboarded completely virtually in fact we're actually meeting her this evening for a drink but that's another story um, <laughs> for the first um, time for the first time yeah as a, as, a, as as a group of Six, we, we, we're meeting up but um, she's been onboarded into the team she's done a fantastic job and even she um, is delivering continuous improvement through some of the work that she she is doing as well um, and and you know it's incredibly impressive and I, and I think we had two options we, we we could have taken our foot off the gas and said you know what we'll just you know we'll sit back we'll just do the the pure BAU side of things we won't bother trying to drive that um, but we didn't we decided that no we wanted to carry on um, after a few months it was pretty beyond reasonable doubt that this this situation was going to carry on for a while so we might as well just go for it um, and see what we can do and I'm I'm, I'm very proud of, of of what the team have achieved in the last 18 months I really am um, and also I hope that the individuals in the team who have, who, have, who have taken charge of delivering some of those projects are equally proud of themselves as well um, and I think hopefully we've shown that it can be it can be done and to be honest with you I won't go into all of the gory details but we've got a list of things that we're, we're, we want to look on look at in the future um, now so so it's um it's it's kind of getting one thing over the line and going right next what what, what next needs to be tweaked and changed and, and recruitment so fluid that we can never stand still in terms of thinking we've done everything and, and that would just be naive to ever be in a position and think that no no you're right and it's but it's you've obviously achieved a lot and and, and as you say kept the, the the kind of culture of continuous improvement moving and it's great that your team are, are sort of pushing you in that space i think that's that's fantastic mm. to see and yeah and you're right i mean you're where you're based it's a very competitive market i mean i, I don't do tons of work in the public sector i know we discussed that uh, Tom, when we first met, it feels like a long time ago. And um, but it was very clear that you had, you know, an employer brand that that does, you know, in a way compete with some of these really well known blue chip organizations that I work with. And that's fantastic to see because it, it can be very hard for someone like me to try and attract people to an organization uh, sometimes. And and that really wasn't the case with yourselves. You know, you had a, a good brand, the, you know, clearly the website as it developed gave people a really good feel for what you're you're doing at Surrey and that you know that, that's a credit to you all really as a team so um Sophie agile working the agile working agenda how have you um how have you kind of pushed that at Surrey County Council over the last few months I think 
as it's changed, we've had to just really adapt to it. Um, so um, last year, I mean, the first half of last year, I think we weren't necessarily pushing it because we didn't really know what it looked like. So it's taken, you know, the, the council weren't, weren't really sort of just jump in and, and change things until, you know, we've, it's been a, a constant change in picture. So we've had to just sort of wait back a little bit and see and see, you know, where, where, where it's sort of heading. But I think what's become really, really clear is as we've gone on and um, working sort of more in these hybrid positions or you know working from home has, has really really worked for the council on, on in, in a number of fronts and in, across different roles so um it's still a discussion that's being had at the moment um but we're but we're really really um proud recently to have been able to offer we had some um lawyer vacancies and team lawyer vacancies that we were you know sort of pushing out the measure that you can work from wherever you want in the country mm. so we were sort of targeting we you know looking at where there was high attrition rates and we were targeted mm-hmm. like Newcastle and Liverpool and Birmingham. So um for that was the first time we've ever actually like you know proactively gone there and, mm. and targeted somewhere that wasn't really like Surrey or the surrounding areas. Um and you know some of the um social media messages more recently have been around how we've been working from home, you know, really honest stories that you know whether that's working with your cat next to you or um <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what the sort of honest approach around you know what it's been like with parents working with kids in the background and mm. um, you know we've been we've yeah. been very lucky we've got a number of um parents in our team who've done fantastic over the past year and we've really enjoyed them sort of just running to the back and you know we got mm-hmm. in a one-to-one recently with one had a washing basket on the head running in the background so it's, um, <laughs> but I think it really opens that like it breaks down barriers for people people can just be their authentic selves so that's the sort of message we're trying to push at the moment it's more around there's opportunities there for you to you know your work-life balance is really really important um to us as employers and as managers so um that's probably what we're pushing at the moment and then longer term and uh, there's, there's a big piece of work around just what it's going to be like to work at you know what, what what it will look like to work at Surrey in the future um so Joanna Killian our chief executive is currently looking at um the cultural landscape we did a big a big piece of work on that um when we were back in County Hall um, a few years ago and um, you know we, we sort of did a bit of like a cultural audit and there was lots of like you know really good stuff that came out of that so now it's about adapting it and making sure that it's relevant for these sort of hybrid positions um, but then making sure that it's also inclusive of people who are working on the more frontline roles um, and who are out there in the community so it, it's just making sure that, that that balance is really key so we're not selling ourselves as just purely um, hybrid employer um, that you know we've got a number of roles that sort of um, fit into different different areas. So, um, but but for us, I mean, it, it's like you know, it's like gold for us as a recruitment team being able to sort of open up the talent pools and look more widely at um, at people more you know nationally. Um, it, it will allow us to have better communi- um, communication and relationships soon with the likes of different universities. And um, you know, naturally for for roles like social work and um and any sort of more qualified positions that sometimes can be quite challenging to recruit to the fact that we can open that up to you know universities across the country and, and sort of get more targeted in um you know if if there's um opportunities for, for hybrid positions and that works really well for us so um yeah still pushing um and still learning as we go but it's um it's a, it's a real good step in the direction and again puts us as an employer of choice um back on the map which is which is good and it's when you think back, I mean, the, just the, the fact that the tech tools make it so easy now to see, as you say, to target parts of the country where you can see movement and attrition in a particular area and go, 
actually. Yeah, let's hire there now. doesn't matter where we are. I just still, I think because I'm an old man, I just, I find that amazing. Do you know what I mean? It still seems so, such a leap, you know, compared to five years ago, even when that, that just wasn't on the radar for, for most organisations, you know, and here you are as an organisation, you know, bringing that to life. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, um, we've been using LinkedIn as much as we can recently to get as many sort of like talent insights um, mm. as possible. It's a great tool, isn't it? It's really, yeah, really absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, you know, it, that's been a big part of the development for the team in the past year or so is really looking at the market and understanding, you know, rather than just sort of going and advising a, a high manager on, on what they need, looking first to see actually what, what does it look like out there? How do we sort of compare and, um, you know, if there are areas in the country where we can target, can we offer more flexibility and having those conversations first um, before, just, before just going out and sort of advertising for the sake of it? So it's, um, yeah, no, it's been, um, it's been fascinating, actually. Thank you. So, Tom, obviously mm. last year we've, we've discussed something was just a year of many, many challenges. One of the pieces of work I remember you telling me about that was in a way quite unique to yourselves as a client compared to a lot of the people that I work with was the the NHS testing and the recruitment and the volunteer recruitment, which was something you and your team had to, to get involved in. Tell us a little bit more about that. I found that quite interesting. Yeah, we um, I mean, I think COVID brought about sort of some some direct challenges in terms of, of, of the impact it had physically on people. But then obviously there was the um, and then there was the in, in, indirect impact as, as, as well. And um, I mean, the COVID testing was was something that we were thrown into um, towards the latter part of of, of uh, or the beginning, sorry, of this year, where um, it was something that we'd never had to do before. Um, so, mm. so um, we were asked to um, work with our colleagues in the NHS to set up a number of uh, 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 asymptomatic testing sites across the across the county, um, and we had an, a very, I think, aggressive time time scale is is the word <laughs> to, to use. Yes, very very aggressive, um, and and suddenly we're in a position where one one day you were suddenly working with colleagues in the NHS who maybe you know well I certainly had never dealt with before or trying to recruit for people that I'd never recruited for before um, so it was quickly trying to get your head around um, the, the different types of people you needed the roles and responsibilities um, and, and working with um, our NHS colleagues to get that up and running as quickly as possible um, my colleague Gemma Tarran who, who looks after our sort of temp resourcing arm did a fantastic job of um, mobilising um, our temp recruitment provider um, and, and helping manage the process um, and organising and coordinating what at one point felt like a, a, a you know a mountain to climb um, especially given the timescales but through working again together through being committed um, we were able to meet the deadlines that were put in front of us and we, we managed to get that up and running as as requested for the for the county um, which was really really pleasing and, and I think it also showed as well what can be achieved um, when you've got the right people committed um, and, 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 and you know you've got a shared vision in terms of what you're, you're trying to achieve and um, uh, there was a number of days where I was interviewing people and, and again it, it, you know you, you, you kind of um, you're learning on the job as you're interviewing them because they're mm. educating you on what for example a, a medical quality assessor does on site and, and um, talking about things that to a degree went uh, straight over my head <laughs> but I was glad one of my NHS colleagues was sitting in the other corner um, nodding um, um, approvingly so 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 um yeah it's um but but like i said i think that's that's one of the things that covid has has brought about to a degree is that need to be incredibly flexible with regards to approach willing to learn new things i mean sophie's touched upon a lot there about the market and needing to to stay abreast of like what's going on and the trends etc cetera, etc cetera. and 
you know, one other thing to add to, to what she was saying, actually, was the fact that uh, although COVID is fantastic from an employer point of view of providing us more choice, if we're willing to um, embrace agile working, equally it works on the flip side as well. Candidates have much more choice at their fingertips. Um, and, and thus there is a greater need for us to be um, wrestling for that, you know, uh, uh, wrestling for the for the top space as an employer of choice, wrestling to be, um, you know, in their field of view when it comes to marketing and advertising. And that's bloody difficult um, and, and, and it's ongoing. You know, you, you can't take your foot off the pedal. And likewise, when we were doing the COVID test site recruitment, we were battling every other county and 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 borough and 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 everyone else who was trying to do exactly the same thing as well so um like i said it's it's certainly been challenging but it's also been rewarding to be able to um, accomplish what's been um, asked of us um and 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 um i think we've done um well i'm certainly proud of the team and i think that we've done pretty much as much as we could have done during what the uh the last 12 months have thrown at us excellent and as you say it's just such a it's such a great thing to achieve to have achieved alongside your day jobs you know it's a, a completely yeah. new project something that, that, that's new to everyone and um yeah i was delighted when you told me about that i just thought what a great achievement mm -hmm. well you must have felt very you know gives you a good feeling when you can uh, do something that, that benefits everyone and is, is is something you've learned a lot from yeah well i mean you know one of the usps of working at, at a county council is or, or any non non-for-profit organization is that it is all everything we do is geared up towards delivering you know important services to residents be, be that through covid testing you know direct support be, 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 be that through us finding um, backroom staff who, who support the frontline teams you know it's easy to lose sight of the fact that the work we do has an impact on people's lives and 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 I th i'd like to think anyway sophie i'm looking i'd like that think that's why we're here that's why we do what we do because yeah. it is to a degree that, that you know the satisfaction of being able to leave the office on a friday and think that you know this week we made a difference you know we, we we were able to support the residents etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know our, our aspirations is to continue improving and continuing delivering a better service um and um yeah you, you know and that's that's why we love what we do well said well said so uh, just for the benefit of of a lot, a lot of our audience are there's a real wide range of sectors put it that way mm -hmm. so sophie to give us an idea of some of the, the the volumes of new starters you've been processing over the last year because i think that'll surprise a lot of the the people in HR that that I know. Yeah, so I mean, generally, um, we we tend to recruit between two and a half to three thousand people a year, um, and that to be honest, that wasn't really that different last year in terms of the volume of recruitment because we did have a bit of a, a, obviously a, re a reaction to the pandemic, the pandemic in um, May and June where it did quieten down a little bit. That then sped up towards the end of the year. So even though it was super busy, it sort of balanced itself out in terms of numbers. Um, but what we what I've been really impressed to see actually is that the council's response to just what um, has happened to the market in terms of um, you know hiring younger people. Right. So now we're going to um, hire in um, just over forty kickstarters for the new government initiative. Um, so those adverts are covering with our um, local job centres, um, and there's been a, you know a bigger push on things like apprenticeships. So what mm. I've been pleased with actually is that those numbers um even though they've remained <clears throat> relatively steady in terms of the overall figure actually weren't would they're adapting to to what we're really needing as a council but also helping support um people who who've been displaced because of covid 
Mm. Um, so so yeah, no, there's um it'll be really interesting to see what the numbers look like this year as well because recruitment has certainly picked up in the past few months. Mm -hmm. I think really? um naturally hiring managers are getting more and more confident now about recruiting in this new world. Um it took some time you know, naturally you know, a bit of time, you know, we had to sort of remember that when you're in recruitment, you're working in recruitment, it doesn't feel like it's that worrying or scary because all we do is recruit all day. So um but if you're a manager maybe in a social work team or you know, um, in I don't know a communication team or wherever you're sitting. If recruitment isn't your first priority of that day, when it comes to it, there's there's some you know in, in this new virtual world, sometimes there's, there's some barriers or there's some there's extra training needed. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been the focus has been probably more so around um around looking at that and making sure that everyone was you know ready and feeling confident to recruit again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean it's still it's still been a very a very busy year for us in terms of, of, of those numbers and like Tom said before you know we've, we've had to adapt ourselves as a team as well Um, so trying to trying to handle those whilst you know making sure that our team were okay making sure that processes were up and running and that everyone had the equipment they needed um, was, was was a real challenge probably mid-year um, yeah. we've sort of we've got ourselves but I think we're actually now in probably the best place that we've been in the last 18 months um, right. I'd say just in terms of like the, the speed that we're getting them through, you know, there's mm. still all the, the quality of the safety checks, making sure that we're actually recruiting the right people. And um, that's been a, a real big focus recently, making sure that, you know, we're, we're hiring for values and attitude. And um, it isn't just a case about filling a job um, and then just closing it off, making sure that actually, we're, you know, we're hiring for the future, really. So, um, yeah, big numbers, but um, yeah, we we welcome them <laughs> <laughs> and you're staying on top of the process that's the important thing yeah doing it well so final questions then guys I, what i wanted to do is finish on a high obviously and uh, maybe ask you to share some of your success stories really now I, i'm going to guide you towards certain ones because there were there were pieces that particularly interested me um there was there, there's a, a linkedin accolade i think there is obviously is the new site um, which which has been released last year, and we'll uh, I'll make sure the link to that's in the 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 promotion we do for this podcast, so people can find you, obviously, and just employer branding in general. So, the LinkedIn accolade. Who who wants to tell us about that? So, do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we've been working with LinkedIn really really closely for the past. I mean, we've had an account for them for the past three or four years, but the, the last year especially, we've we've just been trying to, I guess, get the best out of it. Um, so making sure that we were using every sort of angle and corner that we could do to um, to maximise our our potential with it, really. Um, and then we were told last year that, you know, through like continuous social media messaging um, CV searching um, and just sort of our, our targeted approach, we'd um, become um, what they were I mean, there, the way they put it was best in public sector um at, at that point so for me I mean I, honestly I would never even sort of try to achieve that we were just trying our best to you know um to sort of brand ourselves as a, a strong employer and 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 to to have that sort of said back to us was one a bit of a shock um <laughs> you know a welcomed one um but but it just sort of made me stop and reflect and realize actually how far we'd come um, um and my colleague Dan Scudamore has been you know he's really led in that area and every single week the content that we've been putting out there improves every single week he he goes away he reflects on it he comes back he does some training on Photoshop or whatever it is that he's doing and um he he looks to improve it and he listens to the market he sees what else is out there and 
I think what you know what we've noticed recently is that when you're on LinkedIn, the you know you think about how you scroll on your on your feed, but the platform changes week by week. The algorithms are constantly changing, so we're having to always revisit the content we're putting out there, what colours we're using, um, sometimes down to the, the very finest details. And um, I think by doing that, that had really really helped us sort of stand out. Um, and so we wrote up an article in collaboration with LinkedIn, just talking about our journey um, and how it had helped. You know, there was particular examples such as um, we built up a new um, learning disability and autism team within adult social care um, and LinkedIn helped us hugely in terms of um, recruitment that they quickly actually filled all the vacancies within a, within a few months. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really exciting and off the back of it we've been approached by different councils and local authorities to come mm. in and have a conversation. So what I will caveat with is we're not perfect, we've been a bit, <laughs> we're on a our journey ourselves we're not we're not sort of trying to say that we're the best and that's it we, we need to constantly improve and, and constantly move with the the market but um yeah it, it it was just a really a really nice opportunity to sort of stop and reflect and and celebrate it um, definitely i think it's a real i mean from a from an external perspective i as i've said to you before I, I work with a real wide range of clients and what you guys are doing is is up there do you know what i mean with you know comparing with some really big global well-known names who are creating you know well known for creating that engagement so I think it's important that you you and, and your sector which is sometimes can be dismissed in the wider HR market you know is, is seen to be making the strides forward so again mm. credit to you to you all and um you know good to see you using the technology so well um and staying with technology I guess back to you Tom mm. the, the career site so this this was designed and delivered during 2020 um and is now available and will um, we'll, we'll plug it accordingly. But uh, tell us a little bit about your, your feelings about it. What, what's uh, what's improved from the old one, I suppose? Um, well, I, I, I think firstly, I mean, it's 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 been dusted off and freshened up and and, and brought into the 21st century. I think um, it was a little sterile before. It was a little, to be honest with you, a little council. I think Sophie, that was someone's feedback, wasn't well, it? The biggest the biggest yeah. feedback we can give you is that it doesn't look like a council website, which was. Mm made us all smile um, and and to be honest with you as well it's it's about it, it, it's for me you know when i looked at it when it was finished and, and the guys did a wonderful job it it was decluttered um to start with you know get rid of all the all, all, all the noise in there just declutter it um put what people want to see right at the forefront you know searching what it's like to work work at the uh, the council um like i said freshening up the whole um look and feel of it so it it, it, it you know it, it looks more 21st century um and, um, and and to be honest with you, bringing out some more of our USPs to the forefront, you know, agile working, um, the culture of the organisation, you know, Sophie's touched upon the, the networks that have been set up over the last few years and pulling them more to the forefront so that people um, understand um, that, that we are committed to things like inclusivity. You know, are we perfect? No, by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, but but do we want to be absolutely yes? Do we aspire to be yes? You know, how can we we can how can we kind of engage with individuals who want to help us on those journeys? Um, and 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 that's what I believe it's done. You, you know, we, we've got a huge amount of footfall that comes through to the to the to the, the jobs pages. You know, it's the second most visited page on the site, um, and it needs to be. A champion for for us it needs to you know we want people to hit that page and go wow wait a minute you know I want to find out more about this and uh, that is there's an organization I want to work at so um the, the website is really one of our biggest 
um, selling points, if you like, or one of the things that's most important to 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 our team to keep um, up to date, to to keep um, fresh, and 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 to keep on reviewing. And it was like I said, it was it was long overdue, a bit of an overhaul. But I think the hope now, well, well, I say think it's not think that that what we're going to do now is it's going to be maintained um, on an ongoing basis, so that we. Um, Rather than having to do a, a big overhaul every every five six years, we, we're just going to stay on top of it this time and um, make sure that it's kept up to date on an ongoing basis. Um, and um, yeah, and 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 um, yeah, you know, so far so good. You know, the team have had a lot of positive feedback about it. Um, and um, I, I think it's now seen. What 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 we what was quite interesting is that sometimes it can be difficult or tricky to engage with people to get the content we need to be able to share on it. Um, as soon as people started seeing what was being built, they were they were uh, yeah yeah r- racing over to us to try and really? get um, their their information <laughs> in it. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that's you know sometimes that's that's what we need to do. We need to sort of say, well, wait a minute, we're building this. Do you want to come and be a part of it, sort of thing? Um, and um, what what what's nice is that now we've got somewhere we can be really proud of as a team to point candidates to, um, and we can be confident that when candidates come to um, the job site, they can get the information that they need and that, that it's presented in a way which is nice and easy for them to navigate you know it's palatable um and and, and they can find their way around easily excellent and and lastly i suppose to, to, to either of you, the employer branding in general you know you've you've clearly done an awful lot of work and engaged a lot of stakeholders with your organization to to improve that i would say um you know and, and stand stand alongside some very popular brands in the market to attract you know attract people to the organization um, are there any, you know, any other, any particular pieces within employee branding we haven't spoken about in terms of the, you know, the career side and your LinkedIn work that you, you're you're particularly proud of, really? I think one of the things that I've noticed over the last few 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 months is how it has really started to snowball. Um, and I think towards, you know, if we were to go back 12, 18 months, it was very much the recruitment team pushing information through. It was the recruitment manager. It was me. It was Sophie who were writing, commenting on things, engaging. What we've started to now really see when I look into the LinkedIn account is the fact that the engagement now in terms of other people in the organisation starting to share jobs, starting to post, starting to comment. Um, We're getting much more engagement now from people. So there's much more comments, people tagging each other. Mm -hmm. So it it feels at the moment that we've kind of got over the the hill, if you like, um, in in terms of it starting to to, to roll and build up pace. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we we are very fortunate at Surrey in in the sense that we've got a very, very strong um, senior leadership team who are more than willing to get stuck in and lead by example with some of this stuff. and I have no doubt that that's played a, played a huge part as well, because when people see the chief exec, the executive directors posting, liking, commenting on things, it kind of reinforces the fact that this is what we should be doing um, and we need to do more of it. Um, um, and uh, equally, we've been able to secure some some very senior hires um, through through our own resources, um, which which really helps as well and kind of evidences the fact that this stuff works. Um, you know, most 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 professionals now are on LinkedIn. Um, and is there any reason why we shouldn't be going and tapping them on our shoulders ourselves? Um, as opposed, Simon, I'm sorry, but in terms of using, <laughs> using people like yourself, although there would always be a, a, a place 
um, for, for people like yourself. But um, I, I think that I think that that's, you know, the two things combined, you know, a really active recruitment team who are pushing it, who are leading the way, championing it. Um, but equally then, um, you know, coupling that together with a senior management team who are more than happy to get stuck in and involved and share and like things and um, and comment it is, is really helpful to get that momentum. Um, you know, it's 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 quite tricky to do without that. But um, yeah, I, th I think that's one of the reflections I've and well, you know the journey I've seen uh, um, on social media and and, and the likes. Definitely. Yeah. And and you, in all honesty, they if what you'd created wasn't good, your chief exec wouldn't be doing what they're doing. <laughs> At the end of the day, do you know what I mean? They wouldn't be they wouldn't be wanting to associate themselves with it. And so, on. so you there's that validation there, and there's the role modelling for the rest of the organisation. Might, might might be a very different conversation if they like what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think um, what um what I'm really proud of as well is that it, it's cost effective. So yeah. you know we 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 could have gone out to um like creative agencies and, and asked for you know social media campaigns and. And for them to sort of draft up our our work and and you know and, and a lot of companies do that and that's fine. Mm. But for for us, in in two senses, it's really helpful. One, it's you know, of course, we're, it, it's public sector money, so it's important that we are always cost effective with what we're doing. And and actually having that talent in house not only really helps in with that manner and making sure that we you know um would would be mindful of what of what our advertising spend is, but also it's fantastic for the team. Um, to be able to see them really, really develop in the past year and their confidence with like being brave and curious and trying new ways of, um, you know, putting out social media. That There's a lot more around videos now. So we're, we're sort of entering into that space. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really, probably, probably the thing that I'm most proud of actually is the fact that that's all been done through the skill set of the team and, and them encouraging each other and supporting each other um, and, yeah, getting to that place where, we're we're now just being a bit braver and not sort of holding back with it Um, I think sometimes that's what some employee branding is about is you know even sometimes like the cheeky little comments on LinkedIn you know when we're responding to candidates <laughs> and, and just being a bit human um Completely. not yes. yeah not you know it's it's sometimes very easy to sort of fall under the you know the the not corporate pressure but to sort of want to fit in with that and it's important that of corporate professional and that we're um you know that we're you know we're still a a local authority so we have to be mindful of that but it's it's nice to sort of engage with candidates and just be be ourselves and be humans um yeah oh completely the the, the voice of the organization is something a lot of places are talking about now aren't they whether whether that's internal to the employees or, or as you're talking externally to the market and yeah. you're right there there is a time and a place for corporate speak and 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 that kind of drier angle i suppose but it's important to to show the personalities of the people working the business and uh, again i think you guys are doing that well so Hey, look, you've given me a lot of time. Thank you so much. Um, it's been really lovely to catch up with you both again and uh, hear a little bit about what you've achieved over the coming 12 months. When we we put this out, it'll go out on LinkedIn. Um, obviously, you guys are welcome to a copy too for your own in, in, internal and external uses, but we'll we'll plug the, the website so people can see what you're talking about and just see how far you've come. But uh, thanks, Sophie. Thanks, Tom. It's been lovely to talk to you and uh, look forward to working with you again in the future. Cool. Thanks, thanks Simon. Cheers. All the best. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening or watching Series 2, Episode 4. And above all, thanks to Tom and Sophie from uh, the recruitment team at Surrey County Council for giving up their time and uh, sharing some of their successes with me today. Um, all previous Talk HR UK episodes are available on many platforms. There's an Alexander Lloyd YouTube channel 
There's the Apple Podcast channel, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, it's out there. So please do uh, give us a positive review today if you liked this podcast. Please uh, like it, please share it, and obviously subscribe on whatever platform you listen to to receive next week's without any uh, further ado. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening, basically. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Simon Gear from the Alexander Lloyd HR recruitment team, and uh, we'll tune in next week where episode five will be happening. So uh, have a great week, people, and I'll speak to you soon. Many thanks.